The topic of Kriyas Yamsuf has more Pliyadika Midrashim than any other topic in Tanakh. And I say Pliyadika Midrashim because these Midrashim are collected by various different Svarim and referred to as Medrash Pliya. In fact, there are collections of these Midrashim uh, titled Medrash Pliya with different Mepharshim. On Kriyas Yamsuf, there are so many of them, more of them than on any other topic. We're going to speak today about four. Now, these Medrash Pliyas, as the same as all other Medrash Pliyas, usually entail, in order to explain them, elaborate or charifistic explanations from various Svarim. Uh, I'm going to try to explain these four Medrashim, these four Medrash Pliyas about Kriyas Yamsuf, in a more Pashtustika manner. Al pipshutam shel hadvarim. So let's go. I have the Sefer in front of me, Medrash Pliya, with the Perish Binas Navoichim. In there, Medrash number Nun goes like this Hashem Yimloich Lioilum Voed, Mipnei Kivosus Paroi. Again, Hashem Yimloich Lioilum Voed, Mipnei Kisus Vo Paroi. Because Paroi Sus came, that's why Hashem Yimloich Lioilum Voed. What does that mean? Number Nun Aleph, this is famous. The Yamsuf saw and it split. What did it see that made it split? So it saw Yosef HaTzadik's Oren that was being carried by Klal Yisrael. Next, Ois Nun Beis, Hayom Rov Ayonus, this is even more famous, Maro Brysa Derebi Shmol Ro, the thing that made the Yamsuf split was it saw Brysa Derebi Shmol. It does not explain which Brysa Derebi Shmol or why that would make it split. Nun Gimel, Hayom Rov Ayonus, Maro Rechush Mitzrayim Biyodom. Klal Yisrael had the Rechush of Mitzrayim, and when the Yamsuf saw that, it made it split. We're going to try to explain these four Medrash Pliyas, Al Pipshut on Shalhadvarim. First, we're going to start with the end. Hayom Rov Ayonus Maro Rechush Mitzrayim Biyodom. And we're going to explain it with a vort from the Sefer Droshus Haran. It's Drush number 11. There he asks, Akasha, we know at the beginning when Moshe Rabbeinu came to tell the Jews he's taking them out of Egypt, the Pesach says that the Klal Yisrael believed Moshe Rabbeinu. As the Pesach says, Vayamein hom vayishmu. However, by Kriyas Yamsuf, it says, Vayaminu bashemu v'moshe avdoi, which means that only by Kriyas Yamsuf, because of Kriyas Yamsuf, they came to believe in Hashem, which is mashma before that they did not believe in him. So which is it? It says they believed in him only at and because of Kriyas Yamsuf, but it also says they believed in him at the beginning. So the Ran says, obviously, the Pshad is that they did believe him at the beginning, but their belief got less. It became less and less as time went by in Mitzrayim, and then they believed again by Kriyas Yamsuf. Why did their belief in Moshe Rabbeinu wane as time went by? He says, well, Moshe Rabbeinu L'chayru, he looked suspicious. Moshe Rabbeinu said that he was in a position of power and he's going to get them out of Mitzrayim. He meted upon uh, Paroi in Egypt, all these makas and terrible things and oisoisu moifsim that he uh, showed. But he did some things that didn't make too much sense, L'chayru. When he told the Jews that Hashem said to me, I'm taking you out of Egypt to bring you to Eretz Zavas Cholu 
he didn't tell that to Paroi. He told Paroi something a little more tricky. He said, HaKadosh Baruch wants us to go into the Midbar for three days and then we're coming back. So if he really was going to bring us out to Eretz Yisrael straight out of Egypt, why did he have to try to tell Paroi something that would make Paroi more confident that we're coming back? It looked like that he really couldn't bring us out by Hashem's word, he needed Paroi's rishus. So he tried to kind of negotiate with Paroi. Why couldn't he just tell Paroi, Paroi, goodbye, we're leaving? Then there's the issue of the uh, Ruchush Mitzrayim. Uh, Moshe Rabbeinu really uh, knew that Klal Yisrael was entitled to the Ruchush Mitzrayim because of the payment for services rendered all those years as slaves. And yet Moshe Rabbeinu told Paroi, not, hello, we're taking the money you owe us. Instead, he said, we're just going to borrow some things, and we're going to give them back. Which also seems that Moshe Rabbeinu didn't have the confidence in his power to actually take the money out. Why was he seeming to negotiate from a position of weakness if, in fact, he was really in a position of strength? Why couldn't he just say to Paroi, Paroi, there's a Rabbeinu Shalolim, he's stronger than you, we're getting what we deserve, we're sticking up for what's ours. And we're getting out of here. Why did he have to act like a, a thief and a negotiator, somebody from a position of weakness? So because of these things, the Jews lost confidence in Moshe Rabbeinu. They began to have kashas. If Moshe Rabbeinu is really the shliach of HaKadosh Baruch who just to just get us out of here, why is he acting like a negotiator, as if uh, he needed Paroi's rishus? or as if he couldn't just do it on his own. So, Klal Yisrael lost confidence in Moshe Rabbeinu, or they had kashas on Moshe Rabbeinu. So the amuna that they had at the beginning began to wane, and they had less amuna. And says the Ran, that the reason, Taka, that Hashem wanted Moshe Rabbeinu to do it this way, because Hashem wanted to punish Paroi and his people, Mida Keneged Mida, but Dovar Asher Zodu Aleihem. They drowned the Jewish children, and Hashem wanted to drown Paroi's people. And so in order to do that, he needed Paroi to willingly come to the Yamsuf, because Hashem always tries to do things, not to uh, take away people's Bachira, at least, if he doesn't have to. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted Paroi to think that Moshe Rabbeinu really wasn't in a position of strength, so that he would chase after him and chase him into the Yamsuf, so that HaKadosh Baruch Hu could drown the Egyptians. And that was the ultimate tachlis that HaKadosh Baruch Hu had in mind when he told Moshe Rabbeinu to do all of these things. So at the beginning, when Moshe Rabbeinu told Klal Yisrael that he's bringing them out, they had confidence in him, they believed in him, but then uh, they had kashas because these things didn't make too much sense. Then, by Kriyas Yamsov, now they understood. Now they understood not only that Hashem Yimloi, that Hashem's the king, and that they had a moon in Hashem, but now they understood all the things that they had shver are now not shver. Now they realized that who punished them, not stam punished them, but he punished them mida keneged mida with this poetic justice that they deserve. That's that that is the mida of Hakadish Baruch Hu. That's what the Droshas Haran says.
Now first we have Poshet Pshat in the Medrash Pliya Hayom Rav Hayonus Ma'ra Brisa to Rabbi Shmuel Rav because this Memra of Kibadovar Ashazodu Aleihem that's a Mechilta. It's a Mechilta at the beginning of Yisroi Kibadovar Ashazodu Aleihem Makiroi Hoya Lishovar Viachshov Biyosa Shinizgadol Shmoi Ba'olim B'Mashe Choshvu Mitzrim La'Abedes Yisroel by Nifra Mehem Hamokoim Shnema Bikibadovarashem. That Yisroy saw that not only was HaKadish Baruch Hu punishing them, but he punished them. It was Mamish a much bigger Kiddush Hashem because HaKadish Baruch Hu punished them in this particular way. So HaKadish Baruch Hu did punish them in this particular way, this Mida Kenegin Mida, because he wanted to make a big Kiddush Hashem. Now the Yamsuf sitting there did not know whether Hashem wanted to punish the Egyptians then. That way, open Kriyas Yamsuf drown the Egyptians or not. After all, Hashem had plenty of opportunities to kill them until now, and he didn't. But then, when he saw the Brisa de Rebbe Shmuel by the Mechilta, was Mechilta de Rebbe Shmuel, that it's a bigger Kiddush Hashem when HaKadosh Baruch Hu punishes Midekineged Midekibedavar Hashem Zodu Aleihem, the Yamsuf then understood, yes, I need to split we also now have a pshat uh, because a combination of that and it understood the contrast the Yamsuf saw that HaKadosh Baruch Hu specifically got the Rechush Mitzrayim out of Mitzrayim, and the Yamsuf remembered how the Jews got the Rechush Mitzrayim, not by demanding payment for services rendered, but they got the Rechush Mitzrayim in a surreptitious, seemingly Ganevisha, tricky manner. And the Yamsuf saw that, and it said to itself, why in the world did HaKadosh Baruch Hu do that? Ah, must be, the reason HaKadosh Baruch Hu did that is because... Hashem wants to drown them because Hashem wants to do it mida keneged mida. And because it saw the Rechush Mitzrayim, it realized that Hashem wants to punish them dafka mida keneged mida, mamei opened up and split. So we have two different Midrashim, Brisa de Rebbe Yishmoel and Rechush Mitzrayim, and both of them on their own explain Hayom Rov Ayonus. Especially if you put them together, it's really two sides to the same coin. Now, let's go to the next Midrash. Now, I've seen in Svarim, like the Chido, for example, in the Chido's parish on Tehillim, that uh, what the Medrash, this Medrash means, that because Yosef had Nisyonis and he was Godur Barayas, he was Oymid bin Nisyonis, Beschus Yosef, Klal Yisrael was saved. I want to add something, and I saw that in some other Svarim too, but I want to add something that makes this Mamash Kimin Choymer. Yosef was Oymid bin Nisayin Arayas, but the Pasuk describes it in particular words. Says the Pasuk, When Yosef was Oymid bin Nisayin Arayas, it says, Vayonos. Mamela, it's Mamisha Mida Keneged Mida. Hayom Ra Vayonos. It's not stam because Yosef was a big tzaddik godur barayas, but it's mamish mida kenegin mida. Because Yosef was a vayonos, vayetze hachutso, the yamsof was vayonos for him, for them, for klal Yisrael. Mamish mida kenegin mida. Now, let's go to the 
First medrash that we mentioned, Hashem Yimloich Liolam Voed, why Mipneki Vosus Paroi. Now, this is different than the other three medrashim. The other three medrashim were explaining why the Amsuf split. This medrash is not saying why the Amsuf split, it's saying Hashem Yimloich Liolam Voed, why Mipneki Vosus Paroi. It's not a explaining Kriyas Yamsuf is explaining the statement Hashem Yimloich Le'olam Voed. So let's see. To do this, we just need an Ibn Ezra on the Posuk Kivosus Paroi, the Ramban Grada brings it too, and we need a Ramban on the Posuk Hashem Yimloich Le'olam Voed, and we'll be good. On the Posuk Kivosus Paroi, the Ibn Ezra says that the point is that Bishas Maisa, when the Yamsuf was open for the Jews and they were walking through, while they were still walking through, the Yamsuf fell upon Paroi's army. Kigamze haposik mahashir, he says, lahaskir hapela shaosa betoich pela kashapirashti. Chris Yamsuf was a pela betoich pela. Not only did the Yamsuf open up, and not only did the Yamsuf drown Paroi, but at the same time it was open for the Jews. While they were there, while it was open for them, it drowned Paroi. The Ibn Ezra refers to this as Pela Betoich Pela. The Ramban refers to it as Nes Betoich Nes. The Ibn Ezra stells to something he said before, Kasher Pirashti. The Ibn Ezra is referring to what he wrote in Paratess Pasuk of Dalid regarding the, when the Pasuk says that the Borod had Esh inside of it while it was Borod, says the Ibn Ezra that's called Pela Betoich Pela. So Krius Yams of Kivosus Paroi was part of the Shira because while the Jews were being saved, Paroi's army came in and they were being drowned. Mamish Bavasaches, Pela Betoich Pela, and the Loshan of the Ramban, Nes Betoich Nes. Now, Let's go to the Ramban, where he explains the words, the Posuk, Hashem Yimloich Le'olam Voed. This is the Ramban on Posuk Yudches. Hashem Yimloich Le'olam Voed, Yoimar. What it means is, Ki hira ato ki humelch v'shilton al akol, shohoshiyas avodov v'yovaras mordov. Meaning that Hashem is melech, not just he's strong, but Hashem is melech Le'olam Voed, because he has total control of everything, he can even do, at the same time, just like the Ibn Ezra said, Pela Betoich Pela, or the Ramban there said, Nes Betoich Nes, he can both save the Jews and drown the Egyptians at the same time. So Hashem Yimloich Le'olam Void, which means he has total control, not only can he do one act of Chesed or one act of Gvura at the same time, but rather he can do both at the same time. That's Hashem Yimloich Le'olam Void. Why? Because by Yamsuf, Kivosus Paroi, Paroi's army came at the exact same time, while the Jews were still in the Yamsuf, walking by Bosha, being saved. As the Ramban says, Posuk Yud Tes, quote, Kivosus Paroi Berichboyu Befroshov. Om Rebeleza, Shagam Zemin Hashira, Kihoyu Mishoyrim Voimrim, Kivosus Paroi Berichboyu Befroshov, Beyom, Vayeshev Alehem Esmehayom, Baoid Bene Yisrol Holchim by Bosha Besoichayom. Vahu nes betoich nes. They both came at the same time. Oz Yoshir Moshe, kivosus paroi b'yoyim ha'hu miyad. Loim v'yoyim ha'mocheres, o'yach reichein. Kasher vosus paroi b'yom, v'heshev aleihem Hashem mehayom, ba'oid b'nei Yisrael ho'chim b'yboshe b'soichoi. That was what it means, kivosus paroi, and that is the pshat the Ramban said earlier, what it means, Hashem yimloich li'olam vohed. Hashem is a total king that he can do two opposite things at the same time. Mamela, we have kemin choymir poshet pshat, pshutoy shalhadvorim in the medrash plia.
Hashem Yimloich Leilam Void, Lomo Kivosus Paroi.